Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, Steve, there are some sporting events, and they don't have to be in the postseason. Obviously, we all live for the postseason in any sport, right? But there are some games that you will remember because of the high level of competition and and sort of the drama that ensues and also the clutch gene <laughs> that some of these guys have. And I, I marvel seriously at professional athletes that can rise to this occasion. So I'm watching the Tampa Bay Lightning with a couple of my neighbor friends. And I'm telling you, when Steven Stamkos scores the tying goal with 4.8 seconds left. And then, of course, Brandon Hagel uh, gets the game winner on a breakaway just a minute 19 in overtime. The Lightning go on and beat the Bruins, the Boston Bruins, 5-4 to four in overtime. Why is that significant? Well, they were 0-4 this year in overtime, and quite frankly, going back to last year, haven't had much success either. They hadn't had a shot on net in overtime. <laughs> Stupid, right? And the greatest thing they did was win some faceoffs, which is what mm-hmm. you got to do to possess the puck. But seriously, this was one of the best hockey games because of the level of play that both teams kind of, you know, got after it and had the Lightning lost that game, as Steven Stamko says, like they deserved a better result mm-hmm. and, and probably would have deserved a better one if they just got one point. But I'm telling you like the level of skill and 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 just the you know the incredible playmaking at the end of that game was I I just sat back and went wow this is this is special because you just don't see teams fighting to the very end like this and I know the lightning you know always play it to the whistle and all that but there's a couple plays that are made at the end of regulation starting with Victor Hedman mm mm-hmm. mhm who does an unbelievable job of keeping a clearing attempt in the Boston zone. And he also set up Hagel's goal in overtime as well. As soon as Stamco scored, I turned to Greg Linnelli in the radio booth and was like, they're going to look at that. Like, I wasn't, yeah, sure if it got, I, was, I wasn't sure if it got out. It was close. And but, see, I wasn't even thinking about that at first, and then they showed the replay, and I was like, ooh. No, live, I, I saw it, and I'm like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I said if they score here. This might be this might be reviewed, mm-hmm. and, and he did a hell of a job to keep it in. Incredible, like I mean, just great stick handling, great mm-hmm. balance, all that stuff, you know. Um, and if he doesn't do that, obviously the game is over. And then of course, you know, Headman with just you know that play, uh, and then the pass to Stamkos which came from Kucherov, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kucherov was terrific in this game, by and the way. Swayman got a piece of that goal. He did. He did. You're right. Not enough of it, but he got a piece. But, I mean, it's it, it was such a precise shot, and I know that's his office, and, you know, he's in mm-hmm. the circle or near the circle, whatever. Like, this this puck is a laser, obviously, but it goes just above his, his, uh, his pads, 
and then just under the blocker so slightly. Like, I don't even know that you could walk it in there that well, much less in that situation be that precise. It was incredible. That was high drama. I know you were there, so I, I assume the, the building was electric. I know that Stamkos commented on just the atmosphere after the game was incredible. It was. As usual, there was a lot more Boston fans than you would like there. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that too. Which it's, it's <laughs> nice to send them home quiet. Yeah. Well, I there was a little bit of salt uh, when Stamkos mentioned about – and he talked about the atmosphere, and, 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 and so that was exciting to him. But he did make specific mention of, yeah, Sure seemed like a lot of Bruins fans there tonight, too. and He was not happy about it. You could tell that. Nor, nor is any athlete, but we can get into that later. That's, that's a, to me, that's a Tampa Bay sports market thing. Um, I know why it happens. It happens in every professional sport here, whether it's the Bucks, the Rays, and certainly the Lightning. I think it's disappointing to the players. I really do. Um, and it's unlike many markets except for maybe Arizona. That aside... Forgetting all of that, I'm sure it was a great atmosphere uh, on mm-hmm. both sides. But this was a huge win for them because they just beat the best team in hockey. Like, this team has lost one game in regulation. They had four ties, I believe. Um, and they were really good last year, of course, and Florida took them out, which was a, a big surprise. So we everybody had the hand-wringing about losing Andre Vasilevsky. What was the stat you were telling me the other day, or just well, earlier before we came on, about th- this season what their through, record is? through nineteen games without Andre Vasilevsky? Mm-hmm. They have twenty-two points. Mm-hmm. Last season through nineteen games with Andre Vasilevsky, twenty-three points. <laughs> well, that's incredible. Like that's an incredible number because, and I know you'd rather have Andre than not have him. But it just goes to show just how how have they been able to cover that, right? Mm-hmm. Like losing the best player goaltender yeah. in the world, and yet you're still able to, to munch points, as they say. Now, they got off um, to a slow start last year, and then they kind of picked it up from there. Yeah. And, and by the time you hit January 1st, it was pretty clear that the, the Atlantic Division was going to be Boston running away with it, and then yeah. Toronto and Tampa being two and three. Just pick your order. It was pretty. Right. By the time you hit January 1 or early January, it was pretty clear that was the case last year. Right. The division's a lot more bunched up at this point right now. Mm-hmm. But you're just hitting the quarter mark of the season. I mean, Wednesday will be game 20 for the Lightning, so that's essentially the quarter mark. Mm-hmm. And and they're in a good spot. And, and you're hoping within a week, Andre Vasilevsky's back. Yeah, they said right after Thanksgiving sometime, and we're, we're right there yeah. now. So and Cooper's comments was, sometime around Thanksgiving, if it's past December 1st, I'll be disappointed. And it yeah. is, Andre spoke last week, probably looking like next week, sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of I the comments that they've given you. There's a reasonable chance that that's what happens. You mm-hmm. know, they have a back-to-back uh, next Monday, Tuesday, in Colorado and Arizona. That may be where you see Andre Vasilevsky for the first time. And he's been on the road trips. Um, this last one, I think he went before. on the last one. Yeah, he's practicing with the team and that. So yeah. Um, you know, so your hope is he'll be back soon. But Jan- right. Jonas Johansson was great. Although there was a goal or two tonight, might want back. But that's um, okay. But he like, also made a lot of huge saves. Yeah, he stopped twenty-two mm-hmm. shots, which I think here's the thing that I was impressed with. And had they lost that game, this this would have been the disappointing thing for a change. Um, 
Jeremy Swayman had to stop 41 shots. Yeah, I think the right? shot, the total shot attempts. I'm going to do this on the fly here. 77 to 46 mm. in favor of the Lightning. Yeah. So 31 yeah. more shots for the Lightning. The shot 41 shots on goal versus 22. Mm-hmm. Or actually, more than twenty-two because they scored what four goals? Uh, yeah, it was in up uh, twenty-seven. It would have, yeah, twenty-six, 40, 27. 46, 46 to twenty-seven was the shot attempts. Yeah, that would have been on the goal, but still, that's that's a significant mm-hmm. uh, advantage for the Lightning, and something that frankly they have not been very good at. They spent a lot of time in the other other team zone. Um, that was not the case against the Bruins. So, one of the things that Stamkos mentioned, and I think it's legit is that, you know, they've had this ability to rise to the occasion against the better teams, but it's the lesser teams that they haven't done so. And so he was kind of both saying, hey, it's great that we, you know, it was a good team over there and we, you know, played our Mm -hmm. best hockey and we pulled it out, whatever. But he says, but we tend to do that. Like we tend to play better against the better teams, which is not, it's kind of a criticism because you're supposed to bring your A game every night. It is a criticism, but I, I think it stems from they've been so good for so long. True. I think you you just think we're just trying to get to the playoffs. I mean, like, it is. That's what it's about for them, and that's what it's yeah. been about for the last few years. They're not this young, hungry team trying to that are fighting to make the playoffs for the first time in years. That's right. They're just going through the you – know, I don't want to say going through the motions because that's not fair and that's not right, but – they don't get too low on a loss. Like it's the right. It's one of eighty-two. Yeah, it's more about process for them. It, it is. It is, and yeah. and their process hasn't been perfect this Great. year at all. Mm-mm. To be honest, I think they've played pretty well this year. It's the turnover, mm-hmm. and that's what cost them a point on Monday night. Yeah, they had more. Yeah. I mean, Boston. Boston's a really good team. They're, like they're, you, they're, they're so good. You watch. You make a mistake, and they pounce. It's in your net. Yeah, I was telling you beforehand, and it's not a you know it's an apples to oranges comparison, but we we saw this up front with Tom Brady for three years. Patient, Just sit back, mm-hmm. don't make mistakes, don't make mistakes, don't make and wait for you to make one. Yeah, and then take advantage of that, and that's yeah. kind of the way Boston plays. Yeah. And when they got down, then they started pushing, and then they they started making some mistakes on their own once they got down. Right. But when it was tied or they had a lead, they're just happy to sit back and play their system, play defense, Mm -hmm. and let you make mistakes. And as soon as you do, man, they turn that puck around so quick. They fly the zone. They've got three guys down there, and they got open looks. Yeah. I mean, that's a good hockey team. And, it's and, a good and, comparison. and the Lightning outplayed them tonight. Oh, they did, and yet they they were they were with the lead with you know seconds to go. Um, so that shows their resilience. It's a good comparison to Brady in this sense that in talking to him about how he plays the game and mm-hmm. he sees it different than most people. Simple game, hard to execute, right? Um, but his Byron left, which told me this about Brady, and Byron, of course, you know played at a high-level quarterback, first-round pick and all that for Jacksonville. But he said, I wish everybody could see the game the way Tom does. He goes, and what makes him so exceptional is that he's willing to be boring. 
And he goes, what I mean by that is if you don't give it to him, he's not going to try to take it, mm-hmm. right? Like he'll check the ball down. He'll move the sticks. You you know, you want to play cover two, he'll run it. You want to, you know, play single high, he'll throw it over your head. You play outside leverage, he throws inside. You play inside leverage, he throws outside. He's not going out of his way to say, I got to make this big play or I've got to make this big throw. Um, which many quarterbacks fall into the trap, right? They 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 take the cheese and they they end up um, making big mistakes as a result of it. That was not the case with Tom Brady. And to your point, um, Boston is that way too. Is that they're willing to be boring because that's how you win, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna they're not gonna push stuff just because you know, hey, watch this, or we got to be flashy or anything. No, they just know how to win, and they're willing to wait and then pounce when they need to. And and that's very much the way Brady played quarterback. It is. And 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 seeing Boston up front, I mean, that's the best team I've seen the Lightning play this year. No question. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Even without Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci and Taylor Hall's not there anymore. But they're so right. sound defensively. Right. And they still have a ton of skill with you have Pasternak and Marshan and Zach on that line's been great. Yeah. Like I mean, they're they're really good. And the Lightning put a hell of an effort in tonight and deserved the two points. Mm-hmm. You know, when you went to overtime, I mean, you're elated to go to overtime because Stamco scores with 4.8 seconds to go, but you're also worried, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And the Lightning won some face-offs, controlled, controlled the overtime, although they only had one shot on net in the overtime. So they have one shot on net in overtime all year. And how about the Lightning holding Boston to five shots in the third period? Mm. Now, I know they gave up three goals on those. Is actually yeah, three goals on four a good shots. percentage. Really. It wasn't, but I mean, but it was showing you how much the Lightning was controlling play. They yeah, were in, they were in Boston's end nonstop in that period. Yeah, but a turnover here, boom in the net. Right, turnover there, boom in the net. Like, yeah, they buried their chances. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't like you make a mistake, mm-hmm. they're bouncing on you. I mean, the Lightning, Lightning were dominating play. That when that first goal went in, it was. Uh, what, 626 in the period, right before the TV timeout. And it was like the the whole six minutes and 26 or six minutes, 20 seconds prior to that, the puck was in, you know, the Lightning's offensive zone. Mm-hmm. Sure felt like it. It did, yeah. Like the ice was tilted, and, and but Lightning made a mistake, boom. Yeah. Posh and I put it in the net. The back of their net every time. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you know who really impressed me in this game? Was Mikey Eisenman. Oh. Oh. I mean, how many hits did this guy have? They got so annoyed with him that they put themselves in the box, right? And then, of course, Tanner Janot comes over and just decides he's going to end it. There's been um, comparisons to him to Yanni Gord. And I, I and tonight, I he, tonight he lived. I mean, tonight he was that guy. He was the guy that was the thorn in your shoe, right? He was the pest. That, he was that a just pest. Hit everything. He nonstop up and down the ice. Hitting, and hit hitting everything. And oh, you, my God. The other part of his game that was a lot like Yanni will shoot anywhere from anywhere and often. Any angle, yeah. Like the light, and it stands out on the lightning because they, they, they don't take shots. They pass up shots. Right, looking right. For the per- Mikey just puts it on the net. Yanni Gordon right. was the same way. Just throw it at the net. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to get pucks to the net, get some rebounds. Maybe one goes through. Man, he was impressive, though. And, and, the, and, and like you said – and used to say about Gord, the biggest compliment was how he got under everybody's skin. Mm-hmm. Like he was in their heads. Under like there was, you know, 
And they they were good, clean hits, I thought, for the most mm-hmm. part. I didn't think anything was malicious, but he was just right there all the time. Um, and, of course, you know, Tanner got himself in the box one time. Just sticking up yeah, for him. I thought Asamont was great. I thought Brendan Hagel was fantastic. Hagel was fantastic, yeah. I thought you know I thought Calvin DeHaan had his best game. Yeah. On the defensive yeah. end for the Lightning. I thought Victor Hedman was fantastic. Hedman I said said I said something to my friends when I was watching, I go, That's the the best game I think I've watched Hedman. Now granted, I haven't watched every game. I'm I'm happy to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's the best game I've seen Hedman play. And they don't win it without him. Mm-hmm. You know, without without keeping yeah. that puck, you know, inside the blue line, like there's no way they win that game. And you had a scare in the game. I mean, Nikita Kucherov left in the second period. Yeah, but came back for the scary. third. So because he was skating yeah. well, he was playing well too. Yeah, and of course he he assisted on you know the Stamkos goal, which was fantastic. So it was just a good night for the Lightning, and you know what? And good to send the Bruin fans home unhappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to come to the game in their house? You know. To take care of business for them. So they did. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know if this happens in hockey. It doesn't sometimes in other sports where you can gain so much confidence and mojo by beating a great team in, in a game as dramatic as that one. Could this start them on a bit of a roll? I mean, obviously, what's going to change is when they get Andre back between the pipes. But in terms of just like, hey, we just took on the best team in hockey mm-hmm. and we just, we just took them to the mat. And then some, and then got them in overtime like that. That 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 really that feeling that they had, you know, going to three Stanley Cups, that might show up again after a game like this. I think, you know, I think it's more than just a win. I guess is what I'm saying. It's not like you you just beat you know Edmonton or somebody. Well, I I think I think it all started in the Chicago game. I mean, they they came off that loss yeah, and said it was five nothing. Yeah. yeah, and and so in Chicago they started getting their game to, in better order. Yep, yep. Against Edmonton, you know, they come from behind. They put the six goals up. They they hold that power play to nothing. The, by the mm-hmm. way, the penalty kill for the Lightning this season has been fantastic. Like, you can't ask anything more of that penalty kill for the Lightning mm-hmm. this season. It's been absolutely fantastic. But, you know, the Edmonton was another step, and now this game. Now, you know, Stamkos talks about, playing to the competition and, you know, so, you know this. So now Winnipeg comes in. They're a really good team. People aren't talking about them, but they're, what, second place in their division? Having a really good season. What do you get up for them? But it's the not you Boston. Boston. You know, so, yeah. you know, what team comes out tomorrow night for the Lightning? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's the process now, okay? Back-to-back, right? You know, well, it's not back-to-back. You have today or off. It's, yeah, it's a day off. Yeah. That's right. Right. You know, and then then you got a tough road trip. Then you're going to Carolina, Colorado, Arizona. Mm. You know, right after Thanksgiving. So, you know, let's you know this was a, a great game for the Lightning, a big win. And you know, if you subscribe to the twelve points every ten games theory, the Lightning, if they win Wednesday, will have twenty four points through twelve game or through uh, twenty games, which is the exact pace you want to be on. They were only at 11 points through the first 10 games. So if they can get to 24 in, in 20, you're right on pace. Mm-hmm. No, it's amazing. Open, so. It's incredible. I mean, the numbers you had earlier are just, you know, they could not have asked for a better outcome given the fact that they were not prepared 
you know, to lose Vasilevsky to start the season this way, and yet Johansson has been everything they could have asked for and then probably then some. Um, So, yeah, it it is, as you said when we started uh, the podcast, it's about the postseason. They know how – they know they got to they got to get better and and be prepared when they get to the postseason. But it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's a process. It's it, that that's you know when you win two Stanley Cups, go to three, you're chasing you're chasing the mm-hmm. the big prize. Nothing well, else. And we talk about this in baseball a lot too, and and in hockey and basketball, it's similar. Like this isn't football, where you can only afford to lose three or four games to be you know one of the top right. teams. Right. Like, that's not the way, I mean, outside Boston, who's lost one game in regulation. But, mm-hmm. like, you're going to lose a lot of games throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, in baseball, it's the old saying, you, you know, Everybody you loses 60, you lose 60. 60 yeah, uh, except yeah. lately, some of the teams tank and it's 50. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you win 60, you lose 60, it's the other 42 that yeah. determine you your season. Yeah. You know, hockey's, you know, you're going to lose some. Like, it, it's the process, it's it's getting there. And and Lightning, are, you know, without Andre Vasilevsky, if you just said if you just said at the beginning of the season, you don't have Andre Vasilevsky your first nineteen games, what's your record? I'll give you twenty two point points, three games yeah. above hockey five hundred. Would You'd you be take like, deal? Right? Yeah. You said absolutely. Sign me up. As you, as you noted, it's one more point than they had at this period last. No, year. it's one less. One less. One less. I'm sorry. Yeah. One less. But you know, the other part is too. How many points have they left on the table this year? I mean, they had that four-game road trip. They could have won all four games. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, that was a – you came home with, what, five points in that, that, that road trip. You could have had eight. You know, there's there's been several games like that where you're like, damn, Lightning should have won that game. Lightning had a third-quarter lead, didn't win, or lost a point at least, went to overtime. You know, how many of those – how many points could they have? And, and I think we'll all agree they haven't been playing their best hockey either. That was a fun game Monday night. You know, you don't get oh. too you don't get too many regular season games anymore that kind of feel like a playoff game, right? And that kind of did. I mean, there's a rivalry between the teams. They're in the division. They've met in the playoffs several times. They've been two of the best teams in the division for years now. I think both sides were a little geeked up for the game, and it was fun. Yeah, no, it it, it was incredibly fun, and it was incredibly dramatic because you just don't see that high level play and as as Stamco said they would have felt a little cheated because they felt like they deserved a, a better result mm-hmm. than even one point or no points would have been um you know that really reflective of how well they played so that's the shame yeah. you wish you could have sent them home with zero points in their second yeah, regulation exactly. loss yeah yeah you did give them something on the bone right so that that part was disappointing we'll get to the bucks and the postmortem on their loss on Sunday at San Francisco. But first, uh, I want to tell you guys that the, for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and have always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means your roof, electrical, and equipment replacement is covered. 
Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, the best contractors are only allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we had a chance to talk to Todd Bowles in the aftermath of their loss at San Francisco, 27-14. to Of course, a lot of opportunities the Bucks had, especially in the fourth quarter, to take the lead in that game, drop pass by Cade Otten in the end zone, another probably non-call that should have been an interference call, I believe anyway, on Mike Evans. And maybe the Bucks win that game, but they didn't. And, you know, a lot of the same themes just keep coming up for Todd Bowles. We've got to coach better. we got to play it better. Like, all that sort of thing. Um, and I got a lot of pushback. Like, And I probably shouldn't respond to Twitter, frankly, to be honest with you, to be completely honest. But I like to at least give those that follow, you know, some insight if I can, when I can. Um, but it was amazing to me. A lot of people took after Baker Mayfield after that game. And I'm thinking, how many names would be on that list before you would get to Baker? Now, did Baker play a perfect game? No. He threw an interception. He lost a fumble. Um, there were plays that he did not make. And then other people were harping on the fact that, well, they dropped like three or four interceptions. Look, that's not a stat, and it happens every week to every quarterback in the NFL. So just like we don't, you know, give them credit for drop touchdown passes, you also don't deduct things when, you know, other players, you know, don't come up with interceptions. I mean, that's just not the way the game is. So all that being said, I thought that Baker was, like I said, not the reason they lost. In fact, should have been the reason they won the game had they been able to make some plays down the stretch. But the one thing that seems to be a constant now, and it, it's hard to harp on this because they haven't given up a ton of points throughout the year. Uh, and for that matter, you know, San Francisco scoring 27 is not a total embarrassment. But this defense continues to make the same mistakes over and over again. And I don't even know that they're mistakes, although, you know, Jamel Dean not getting his hands on Brandon Ayuk was a mistake, and then he went for the ball and was way short of it came down, he's injured, they have a bunch of injuries which we can get to. But primarily, you have some really high-paid guys on that defense that are simply not earning their money. And I don't mean necessarily in an effort way because I think these guys care, I think they put out effort. But just start with the corners, right? The starting corners, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. I don't know that I've covered two guys on this team or this franchise that had that much expected of them in terms of their salary, right? Some of the highest paid defensive backs in the league and missed more games due to injuries and made fewer plays. Like there's, there's just no way around it. Now going back to the Super Bowl year, of course, everybody was terrific, you know, and they weren't 
making the big contracts and all that, they played great, but they had a different defense, you know. Um, you had JPP, you had Ndamukong Su, you had different guys out there. I think the pass rush is affecting those corners and that secondary a lot because I'm not seeing anything from Joe Tron Shawinka in terms of pass rush. Shaq Barrett, while the effort is there, and I think it's there with JTS as well, um, simply isn't getting to the quarterback. And he's making a lot of money. And so, uh, you know, much is, is given, much is expected. They're not getting the return on those investments for whatever reason. Uh, these guys have rings. They have a lot of money, more money than they probably ever imagined they would have coming out of Auburn or someplace else. And they're simply not producing. And this is a what have you done for me lately, lately league. And I, I don't mean to heap too much on one position or, or, or a couple of players because I think it's a team sport. But they are really underachieving. And we haven't even talked about Devin White. You know, Devin White started this offseason saying he wanted out of here that he wanted his big $100 million deal now, in so many words. I don't know that he gets close to that if the season continues the way it is with Devin White. You know? I mean, he simply didn't make any plays in the game that I saw on Sunday. And you can't come out of that game with three or four tackles if you're the Mike linebacker, you know, when they put in Servasia Dennis and he almost equals that. So there's a lot of guys making a lot of money on this defense in particular, and listen, the offense is also complicit, very much so in this, but it seems to be the same side of the ball where there's breakdowns, there's big plays, you know, like the 75-yard shot play that they hit coming out of the second half that put them down, and eventually we're trailing 27-7. to That's impossible to come back from. Was Baker Mayfield perfect? No. Um, you know, did he turn the ball over? Yes. He had a fumble, he had an interception. You can't get those back. Um, but I don't think he's the primary reason they have lost games this year. I, I just don't think that that's really remotely fair. Do I think he's going to take them to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I think this team has a long way to go before they can start worrying about that. But, you know, the defense to me uh, has been, of late anyway, the disappointing aspect of this team. And Todd Bowles coaches that side of the ball. Uh, so he has to take a good hard look at things as well. But uh, in- interesting reaction from that loss. A lot of people, and I don't disagree, although when I watched the game at the time, I was like, eh. Uh, a lot of people thought they played really, really well on offense. You know, and you do have to take a step back and go, this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. You know, like they just added Chase Young, right, to Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and all those guys. So they're really, really good. And they had a chance to win the game and a chance to score some points. They didn't ultimately, and that's all that matters. Um, but I thought you saw some growth still in this offense, and that should be encouraging to some Bucks fans. But now they don't have much margin of error. We wrote about that on Sunday, um, starting with this Sunday in Indianapolis. They need to get some of these non-conference games, and then, frankly, all of them in the division they probably need to win, certainly against New Orleans. So... We'll see what they do. Uh, Baker Mayfield will be back in action on Wednesday. Of course, it is Thanksgiving on Thursday, so they'll have a, an abbreviated practice uh, probably early in the morning that day. So we got a lot coming up for you guys. Going to have Matt Baker, right, tomorrow night on, on the program, Steve? Yeah, he's going to join us a day early uh, to mm-hmm. get the uh, college football preview before we get to the holidays. So. There you go. We'll, we'll have how college about, football on Thursday as well. So 
How about the Florida State-Florida game, which will feature neither of their starting quarterbacks? Um, just, just a terrible shame. Yeah, and Jordan Travis put on social media on Monday that he's done, his career is over. I mean, became officially we knew that. I mean, well, he's yeah. sixth year, you know, you know, but he basically yeah, he has no more eligibility. His season was yeah. Over. yeah, that yeah. he wasn't going to be able to come back. And we looking at the injury, everyone knew that, but it became official. So, right. So no Graham Mertz for Florida, no mm-hmm. uh, Travis Jordan for them. So, yeah, crazy game, and I think. We've already seen. I don't know if the poll came out. Did it come out today? The national championship poll. Florida is now. No, it'll come five. out tonight. It comes out tonight. The tonight. The they're not going to be rankings. one of the top four. Florida State. Uh, they might still be. I, I, I'm guessing Washington might pass them. I'm willing to bet Washington will. And as much as they say no, one player will affect it, it's a TV show. In part, it's that. But the other part is just look at Washington's resume. Like, oh, it's excellent. They yeah. beat another top twenty-five team and. Yeah, you know, you look at Florida State's resume, and it's not nearly as good as you thought it was at the beginning of the year. No, Duke no, isn't what it you know was, and Clemson isn't what it, you That's thought it correct. was, and you know LSU is still a good win. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that'll be the justification for why I think Washington will pass Florida State. But a lot of it is yeah. Georgia. But you know, the fact of the matter is, is uh, unless Ohio State Michigan comes down to a field goal game. You can be five right now and still get in the playoff. We could because yeah. one of those are going to lose. You know, assuming it's not a you know goes to overtime and they yeah. keep both teams in the top four. So because you know those right. guys are playing this weekend. So yeah, just a shame that you don't have you know full strength uh, down the stretch and obviously mm-hmm. a change a shame for him as well um, that uh, they lose their quarterback at this time of the year. All right, well we got much to talk about tomorrow. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, you can send us your mailback questions anytime. We got some of those as well. We'll get to those later this week. You can do that on Twitter at SportsDayTV. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.